0: It's beginning to smell a lot like dog shit. Oh wait, I need to clean that up. Hey, what is up? Men, women, children, and all in between. It's your man, Saddam Picora here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another, the 85th edition of Requiem for a Tuesday. How the fuck are ya? I'm doing great, thanks for asking lot to get into today think we're doing full app you already know that based on whatever the number says below so seems like I already shot myself in the foot by trying to make that statement uh there's a there's a ton to get into I think maybe there isn't I don't know sometimes I feel like there is and then I'm 20 minutes in and it's like oh fuck where'd all that go So we'll see what happens. Uh, Let me do the pluggy plugs for you. Can you do me a big solid, ladies and germs? And rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Google. Whatever you want to do that on, do that on that, please and thank you. Uh, We're on YouTube as well. Uh, there's a video episode on there. You can also check out Wolf X Home Invasion. It's a full EP of mine. I did some visuals for it, so it's kind of a nice little thing to watch while you're listening to that. Uh, you can check out that music in general, streaming everywhere, as well as my band with The Boy Justice, who I'm sure you know and love. Uh, we're called Multiplex. You can find that anywhere. We put out a record called Google. It's awesome. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, all the same shit, etc., forever. It's on everything as well. All linked in the description below. And you can check out Justice's new show. Not new, the new season of his show, Microwave Minutes, out now. Subscribe to that everywhere as well. Uh yeah, click the links down below. You can get everything. We got a couple link trees in there. My Instagram, @adam.rfad if you're so interested. I meant to say inclined. I feel like I always say inclined, so I pivoted to say interested. Sue me. And, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Just check it all out. It's all down there below. We're doing things for you, including this, including those. Little of this, little of that. You name it. I got it. Here it is. Enjoy. Uh, So I wanted to get started today. There's just a thing that I noticed. So your boy Joey B, who I never once had a shred of confidence in, not that I was going the other way, don't get me wrong, but, uh, so they're, they're finally putting an end to the federal student loan relief thing, and people got to pay their bills again, and I'm just seeing a lot of people just lashing out and complaining, people that I know, people that I don't know, um, um, basically saying what the fuck i don't want to do this like fuck joe biden this is terrible now i just have to say i'm not one to be like the government is right but at this point in time i mean what are we talking about you know there's people i've seen who confirmed have jobs if not better jobs than they had when the pandemic started okay And the idea that, like, oh, the pandemic exists, like, yes, there is a virus, so I just don't want to pay my bills, kind of silly. Doesn't really add up to me. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh, fuck, I have to go back to my responsibilities? Fuck you, Joe Biden. It's like, no, it kind of got extended way past any reasonable length of time anyway. It's been a very long time. Now, I say this as a guy who has a lot of private student loans. I made bigger mistakes than anybody who went to college. And I got to tell you, there was like, they gave us like three, no, uh, maybe six months of like, you don't have to pay. Uh, They collected interest the entire time. And then once that went up, you had to like go on your own. Forbearance plan Yourself To deal with all that So I've been paying this shit almost the entire time Now that's not one of those things where it's like Oh since I'm doing it everybody should have to do it That's not necessarily what I'm saying is like I'm obviously 100% on board With this shit just going away Like wouldn't that be sick if they were just like Yo fuck all this in which case I would probably still be stuck with shit Cause like I said it's private Uh You know, I'm in no way like, yeah, student loans are the way to go. But it's like, if you got them and you're working, I don't see how it's an inconvenience to now have to go back to doing that. It's like, yeah, sure, we're all used to the We were all gotten nice and used to this idea of like, oh, I got a lot of spare change in these cushions this month. Let me enjoy myself. It's like, yeah, well, you know you think that was going to last forever? Like, you're not fucking Jeff Bezos. I, I just don't understand why you would think like, Oh, like I deserve to just continue to get off on all this. You know, like, it's a thing, obviously, nobody would want to do. Like, I'm not like, hey, here's a bunch. I have spare money. Like, take it, please. It's burning a hole in my pocket. I'm not saying, like, oh, I'd be way down to pay more bills. Obviously not. But you know the ones you got. You know? And if you're, like, fucking 25 years old trying to act like you're scraping by because of COVID, it's it's not affecting your life. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're going to work every day... And you're not getting sick all the time. I don't really see what the issue is here. I know that that's not going to be a very popular opinion. But it's just like, you're literally just like on Twitter, like crying that you have to pay your bills. And you're like, fuck the president for making me have to pay my bills. Did like, you even hear yourself? <laughs> As if that money's going into Joey B's pockets. Like, it. it's not... That's not a relevant thing. Like, you're just saying, like, oh, I'm not competent enough that to deal with my own finances. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, you know, hire a fucking accountant if that's what you got to do. That'll just cost you even more money. So I don't really know what you're thinking is going to happen here. But, like, God forbid you miss your phone bill payment you know god i sound like i'm 75 years old but like wh- what are we talking about here you know what i mean i i just don't see how you're going to try to justify whining like that i'm i'm never a fan of any whining it always comes off uh flaccid <laughs> or it makes me flaccid I don't know if it comes off that way but you know what I'm saying it's just so gross because it's it's the same thing as begging you're basically begging if you're whining about something you're not getting it's just the inverse of a begging I, I, <laughs> I don't know how else <laughs> I tried to think of another word I could use to substitute it so I wouldn't say it so much but you get what I'm saying it's two sides of the same coin please, please give me money, or why do I have to give you my money, (laughs) like, you know what I mean, it's just like, what are we doing, you know, like, the whole reason you do your job is to pay for this stuff, It, it just is what it is, welcome to reality, have you not been doing it for years, you know, I found it pretty audacious once they started kicking in, when they started kicking in, and I was like, oh, fuck, I owe $600 a month? And yes, I do, and still do, and always will, it seems like. You would think that by now, pretty put a big dent in there, but no, not really. Still a pretty large number. (laughs) So, I mean, just welcome to the club, everybody. That you again have to do what you have always been required to do like the thing it's not like new shit got sprung on people because of COVID. It's like no you got a break. You got a free break and you'll probably never get another free break again. So why didn't you just like soak all that in and enjoy it while you could. And not only that, they've been announcing that the thing is ending for months. I've been getting emails for months. So like, January, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. Every fucking couple weeks. I mean, what more could you want? They're not like, hey, it's due tomorrow. Fuck you. Like, seems like it's being handled about as efficiently as it could be handled. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Don't shoot the messenger. But pay your fucking bills and shut the fuck up. Please please sick of sick of it i don't want to hear it you know uh <laughs> speaking of covid shit kind of uh, i had mentioned i saw the great lewis ck a couple weeks ago and hold the pause and he put out he put it out as a special so i have yet to watch the special um just because I had just seen the set, and if, the, if there's not enough variants and I, you know, it's too recent, it won't do that much for me. This actually happened to me with him once before, which spe- I think it was the oh my god special. I saw him like a couple weeks before, and then that came out, and blah blah blah. Exactly what I just said. So I'm holding off on watching it, but I just want to say. Great to have him back again. The last special was unbelievable. If you didn't watch it because you're a crybaby, that's fine. (laughs) Boy, I'm really going red on this episode. Just kidding. I'm not. (laughs) Uh, But no, I'm really making these kids angry. I can feel it. Uh, Look, it was unbelievable. All I just want to say, I'm not going to steal any of the jokes from it you can go watch it yourself or not i don't really care but uh i just remember very vividly a lot of comedians and a lot of people in general had been discussing you know what comedy is going to look like should people do things about covid should they not blah 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 a lot of those discussions had happened throughout the course of this pandy and i remember very vividly jeff garland of curb and many other things. He said that people we're not doing anything about covid on curb like there's a couple jokes whatever and then we're not going to talk about it. He's like people don't want to talk about it. Um they don't want to hear about it. You know, it's a big miserable thing that everyone's experiencing blah blah blah. blah. Um but his big thing was people just don't want to hear it. People are sick of it. Um it's not going to be great whatever. The few times I've seen stand-up throughout this whole thing, whenever there are COVID jokes, I have noticed the room dies. And a big part of that, I think, is not that it's like COVID fatigue necessarily. I just think it's way harder to make a joke about something that Every single person is aware of, and can expect, right? Like last March, I went to New York City and I went to the Comedy Cellar, and people were like, "Remember when the president said this?" You know, or some chicks like, "Hey, Fauci, remember, remember when this happened?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, that's not a joke." You know, you're asking me if I remember something that just happened. It's like, yeah, everybody remembers that. Where's the joke? You're just like pointing out that that's funny. Doesn't work like that. When it's relevant still. Like you can't be You know what I mean? It's like uh, the first time somebody made a joke about Back to the Future. And they talked about it fucking the kid's mom. And you're like oh shit. That is what that's about. You know? But like. I'm sure that that joke would not land very well in the middle of 1985. No, maybe it would. Because I guess nobody really knew what they were going to see until they saw it. But I think you get what I'm getting at here. It's just that. It, it. What is great about stand-up comedy is that you don't know where the person's going, and you don't know like, oh, is this part actually the setup? And then they'll be like, no, 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 we're still getting there, or like, boom, here's a punchline you didn't expect. I'm gonna go a whole nother way with it. Things like that. But if you're just gonna be like, hey, remember when the president said masks are stupid or whatever? It's like, haha. Like. Glad I came to this comedy club to laugh and you just repeated things that were happening. You know what I mean? And then when I saw Louie, one of the openers bombed horrifically on a few jokes, one of which was about COVID. One of which landed okay was like a direct ripoff from John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous record. I don't know if I mentioned that on here or not. Uh, that completely turned me off of everything else he had to say. It was like a dead on like almost word for word thing about like uh what was it actually, this ties back in uh, <laughs> about uh alumni letters and like colleges trying to get donations from you, even though you spent all that money to go there in the first place, right? Great premise, very relatable. but like it was on his special, which was a massive, massive special so. I, I just don't see how you could go on with that joke. Because here's the thing, even if somebody else had done it before Mulaney, which wouldn't surprise me if they had or hadn't either way, I hadn't heard it before. But once it's there, once it's like a number one thing on Netflix and millions of people have watched it, it just kind of seems like, eh, even if you feel he stole it from you. Again, I'm just putting words in people's mouths to try to justify why you would even try something like that. Uh, You know, just not a good look. Maybe Maybe tuck that one away. All I got to say there. Uh, But then Louie came out and he started doing COVID jokes and they were better. And one, they became, they were either personal to him. So it was unique stories or just observations about things in addition to it. There was, there was new thoughts being brought to it. Not just like, oh, I saw this on the news. Isn't this funny? Like that's has never once been what we're trying to do. That's what the podcasts are for talk about it on there but to go on stage and be prepared and I remember very distinctly the guy who went on last at the comedy cellar when his COVID jokes were bombing he was like oh must be a lot of tourists in the crowd and it's like no dude like like I may not be from New York but your joke just sucked like it's a weird way to try to chalk it up to like Oh, these people are from out of town, so, like, that's why they don't think I'm funny? It's like, you're a fucking asshole, dude. (laughs) No, your bit about hand sanitizer just sucked ass. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess, basically, I'm just trying to say it's too broad of a topic that too many people are experiencing at once for you to say it and, like, make an entire room full of people laugh. Um... You know, if you're not going to add anything to it, that that's really all I can say. I think, I think you kind of get the gist of what I'm getting at with that, but good segue to bring that all in together. Look at that. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost as if I know what I'm doing here. Isn't that great? Doesn't it feel great to be competent sometimes? <laughs> Every now and then, you're just like, yep, I did that. Good shit. You go, me. You're the man. All right. <laughs> but you know what's something that people can't relate to necessarily that uh, you might find funny? You ever go to the ass doctor? <laughs> now, uh, I don't think that that was the official name on the business card of the person that I saw. It wasn't proctology either. I know that that's where you want to go. Uh, <laughs> but I roll up to this place. Eh, I'm going to keep a lot of the details out, I guess, <laughs> but we'll get to the, well, no, we'll get to the nitty gritty. Don't get me wrong. I know you're like, oh, what? You're going to spare the shit? Like, no, 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 no. We're going to get into the shit. I guess there's just not a lot at the top end. Uh, So I thought... So I have psoriasis. Not great. Don't recommend it. Uh if you can avoid it, please do. Pro tip, you can't. So you won't. But don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> um So I thought, you know, I had a little inside, if you know what I'm saying, in in the in the hole in in the What do we want to call it? The honey pot? No, that's that's pussy. That's a CIA thing. I don't know. (laughs) Thought I I had some reds burning inside where things should only be coming out. So I'm like, all right, doc. The medicine I have for this ain't working in this area. Tell me what the deal is here, bud. You know, I think I got some lumpies in there, too, if you know what I'm saying. Little hem hems. So what are we doing? Like, let's let's get some options here. You know, we got to maximize my comfort <laughs> or whatever. So doesn't start off. It starts off fine. Everything's fine. You know, good thing I was stoned out of my mind because this would have been very unpleasant. Had I not been. Now, it was also kind of like, well, I'm kind of too blasted probably to be in like this serious of a medical situation but we persevere here so it all worked out let's just say that off the bat i get in there well (laughs) he gets in there but (laughs) you know the the questions whatever standard shit basic shit you know you've heard it all before then this the weird thing about this guy is that he just like repeats I guess just to be clear, but he would say things twice. So he's like, Take off your pants, take off your underwear, put the gown on, sit down. And he's like, Alright, I'm gonna get up. Gonna walk out. Take your pants off, take your underwear off, put the gown on, sit down. And I'm like Alright, you get a lot of confusion around these parts? <laughs> Seems like you gave me pretty basic instructions, but that's fine. We can keep we can we can work with this. Then this guy comes back in. We're just talking, talking, whatever, asking more questions. He's like, "All right, lean on your side." And I'm like, "Oh God, here's the moment." Then this guy, you know, just lifts a cheek up. He's just poking around, shining lights in there, doing God knows what. He's just talking to me, casual. You know, asking me what I do. We're talking about that, talking about beer, talking about other things. It's like, okay, this is just we're just being casual. Now, I will say, it was both weird right because what I'm saying sounds weird I'm sure you ever have people poking prodding in your booty hole talking you about sports like no it's not common but it's also like oh this is this regular for this guy and maybe he doesn't even like doing this but it also just like I mean the conversation part I would hope that he likes doing the butthole stuff because you know that's that's a tough profession to get into a lot a lot of time invested you know To get to the point where you got your own practice and shit. And then you're like, man, I've never enjoyed this. You know, so I assume that part's fine. But regardless, the fact that he's like chatting me, I'm like, all right, well. Way to make this less weird on me, I guess, you know, because you got to figure the biggest concern with every single person in there is like. Man, that's my asshole, you know, (laughs) like, can we just keep this to me? Is there any way? Is there any way you can do this without even looking once? Can I just give you a bunch of descriptive words? I'll put my fingers in there. Tell me what to look for. I'll feel around. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever makes this not some form of sodomy. Not that that is, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so it goes from like I'm looking around to we're going in and then he's speaking real soft so he's like take a deep breath and I was like what do I get like a second for that and it's like nope so then I'm just holding my breath (laughs) as is he caught me between breaths so I'm holding it I'm like running out of air I'm like drowning (laughs) well this guy's digging around knuckle deep inside of me (laughs) oh god I can't even say it um I think he like injected a thing, not like a needle into me, but it, it felt like there was like some injection, like I got basted. It felt like he took a turkey baster, put it in my bottle and squeezed all the juice out in, in there. So I don't know what that was. Uh, and then at one point there was so much pressure that I was filled up. So I don't know what that was, but that was very unpleasant. Um, so I don't know how you bottoms do it out there, but shout out to you. Um, you gotta keep the tops happy, I guess. So he gets out of there. <laughs> After he exits me Um He just goes <laughs> He's like, All right, here are these. He hands me a box of like almost like one off toilet papers, like What would be comparable to this? I guess, like, you know how there's, like, pre-cut sheets of wax paper where you can just, like, pull out one or parchment paper, whatever type of paper that is, where you just pull out one and then you have a whole big sheet? It was basically like that, but instead you're pulling out, like, individual toilet paper pieces? And he just goes, all right, these are for you. Clean yourself up. (laughs) Which, right away it just sounds so rough clean yourself up it sounds like somebody entered you came in your asshole and throws a roll of paper towels at you clean your fucking self up like you know what i mean it just feels very degrading and that in that moment you're like oh okay right and he repeats himself so then he's like all right get yourself cleaned up i'll be back in a couple minutes it's like okay man i get it clean myself up i get it i'm a little bitch OK, you had me. I understand. OK, I understand who has the power in this room. All right. No fucking skin off my ass. So anyway, you know, you clean yourself up and boy, whatever was in there, boy, is that moist. <laughs> he may have used Astroglide. I don't know. I didn't ask. Just wanted to have my pants back on. And here's the thing. I'm not like a butt-averse guy, you know, ladies. (laughs) If you want to play around in there, be my guest. That's fine, you know. Keep it, you know, ease your way in. Be gentle. Let's make it nice and fun. I can only imagine. I I mean, I guess most people that are butt-averse don't even go. I've always wondered, like, what percentage of people with, like, colon things just don't go and then they just die. (laughs) Or whatever. You know what I mean? You wait too long. You never know. I'm team. Put them in there. (laughs) Whatever it takes to keep this bill of health clean or whatever, let's do it. So anyway... You know, you have the sad wipes where you get the goo out of your butthole. And then once you get your pants back on, it's like didn't even happen. So I, let this be a PSA to everybody. If something's going on with your butt, let somebody put their fingers in it. Okay? <laughs> that, the, That's my... That's what I learned. Just go for it. Anyway, the results come back. He's like, yeah, bro, that ain't psoriasis. You are just... A fat piece of shit, basically. He's like, you eat like garbage. And that's what's causing this problem. And that is why your medicine doesn't work. It's not, I'm on fiber. I got to put this fucking, what is it? It's like poison ivy cream in my asshole. I don't know why, but I guess that that's part of the problem. And we got to get that straightened out. Whatever. I don't know how that's going to go. I haven't done that yet. (laughs) But. Whatever. Then he tries to tell me, oh, just cut out red meat, cheese. You could stop right there. And I'm like, dude, that's 40% of what I eat. This is Chicago, buddy. I don't even know how to get foods that don't have those things in it. Then he's like, chocolate, whatever. I'm not a big chocolate guy. I can bypass that. But then anytime I see some chocolate, I'm like, fuck. I was I would eat that. <laughs> no, but I don't eat a lot of chocolate. Then, uh, what were the other The other ones were easy. It was, oh no, the other one was beer. Not great. Not great. If I had to guess, there are probably a hundred beers in my fridge right now of various types. So that's not ideal. And then the one other one was like an easy one also. There was like two easy ones. So I'm like, all right, how can I... Not really listen to this. I'll, what if I just try? You know. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll I'll keep the asshole updates coming if anybody's interested. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't know the the poison ivy stuff. That that's where I'm like, uh oh, this this might suck. This might not be great. But the fiber stuff too. It's like, what am I ninety years old? I eat plenty of fiber. That's the thing. What, I want to put this stuff in there? What's going to happen then? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But what a journey. You know, it was long overdue. And, uh, you know, go to the doctor, everybody. Whenever you think you might need to. And even when you don't. Because that's how good things happen, I guess. I don't know. Just go to the fucking doctor. You know you should, listener. When's the last time you've been to the dentist, for that matter? God damn it. I need to go to the dentist also, actually. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we're way off base here. Let's pivot back into something a little more fun, shall we? The new Spider-Man is out. Okay, and I kind of want to see it because I want to see Toby, the one true Spider-Man. And I guess Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe, you know, I'm really only interested in it from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man franchise perspective of the whole thing. And I just feel like there's no way I will be satisfied I have not seen any of the new Spider-Mans. I've not seen any Spider-Mans of any kind since The Amazing Spider-Man 1, uh, which I hated as I watched it the whole time. So I knew there was no chance I was going to see the second one. Definitely did not, still have not, do not plan to at any point in time unless it is for a joke or really that's about it, or if I just want to rip it apart and feel like it, and then it would probably be for the show, or whatever, but point is, Sam Raimi got it right, nobody else has gotten it right, with the exception of Into the Spider-Verse, but that's a whole other thing, they should have had those guys working on this movie, I don't think that they were, and, you know, it's, is it a Spider-Man movie, or is it, a Spider-Man and Doctor Strange movie, which is fucking bullshit. I'm not interested. The same thing happened with what whatever the other ones were. There was two other ones already Homecoming and what other one? And Iron Man's in the whole fucking movie for both of them. And it's like <sighs> I understand What the MCU is and like the whole arc and how like the overlapping thing is kind of cool. But when it comes to like this movie is labeled as an individual movie, why are they all in every single one? I still just don't get it. I've probably done this rant five, ten times on the show before, but it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. If I wanted to see Doctor Strange, I'd go see fucking Doctor Strange. I get that they're all in the Avengers. This isn't his movie. What, so nobody ever works alone again once the Avengers are formed? I thought that they only come together when there is a whole big thing happening. Now you can tell me, oh, the arc of the entire thing is this, so this guy has to be in this for this to happen. No, that doesn't have to happen because this isn't a TV show. You know, at this point, that's just what this is. Just call this whole thing, every single movie that comes out, just the Avengers TV show. And every episode's 90 minutes, or whatever. Because this is not... I can't say this isn't what people want, because clearly it's all that people want. And you throw any superhero in a movie... I just, I don't understand where that came from either. I guess it came just from the MCU itself, and The Dark Knight to where everybody wants to see every single one, no matter what it is and what it's about. And it just puts a hamper on everything else, because here's the thing, if one of these movies would just be unsuccessful, it could change how it's going to go, but it just works every single time, and it's unfair to people who just want to watch a goddamn movie about what it's supposed to be about. You know, like, The Amazing Spider-Man probably could have used some crossovers, because that shit was bland and dull and not good in any way. But I don't know. It's like why? Why does it have to be another thing? And why do I have to see? But I don't like Benedict Cumberpatch, so like that just makes it worse. And what what's it gonna be? Let me guess. The same as all of them. You know, like in the end. Oh, this one finally has a cool thing happen, but they ruined it by mentioning it. I, frankly. At first I was excited, like, oh, it's going to be a live action into the Spider-Verse, and then it's like, no. Turns out it's actually about Doctor Strange and all this bullshit and whatever. And maybe he's not in it as much as I'm putting it out to be, or whatever, and maybe they had no other way that they could do it without it having be him. I don't know, and I don't know what it's going to lead into, and I don't care. Because (sighs) there's just no reason. You could easily do it without these extra people in it. Give Spider-Man his own fucking movie. That's all I'm saying. Why is that crazy? That he could just have a movie to himself, about himself. You know? And I'm sure it ends up just being the exact same formulaic bullshit that all the other ones have had. And here's the thing. It's not that, like... (laughs) Spider-Man 1 through 3, the original... He doesn't win at the end. Like, no, we get it. We know that that's going to happen. You know, like that's still true, but it's not beat for beat like exactly the same. You know, and even even if it does follow it loosely, like, oh, there's a big fight at the climax. Like, sure, that's what these movies are going to have. But it. Like him walking away from Kirsten Dunst at the end of the first one. I remember me and my entire family were like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He doesn't get the girl at the end? Especially because it's MJ. He was going for her for the whole movie. Then, oh, he finally realizes he needs the responsibility. He has to keep her safe. He can't risk her life as well. That's the burden of his curse. And that was like, oh, whoa, what? And now, again, maybe that's written in stone somewhere, and that's a direct thing, which I doubt it is. I'm just saying, it gives you something. It gives you something. How does the second one end? Oh, Harry finally reveals who Peter is, and that creates a conflict in their relationship because he's trying to kill him because he thinks Spider Man killed his father, which he did technically you know and then Mary Jane leaves a guy at the altar blah 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 a bunch of stuff happens all I'm saying is it doesn't end like the first one did it has its own unique thing and then what's the you know and and, I don't know then the third one wasn't good we all get that but Spider-Man 2 is one of the best superhero movies ever made still to this day what tops it certainly none of these new ones so I don't know. There's my little piece on the new Spider-Man. I, I'm just not happy about it. Because I get it. There's there's also I'm also saying something that doesn't connect. I'm kind of contradicting myself. Because I can't put it into words why the MCU formula is more specific than just a generic hero's journey thing. But I think you all know what I'm talking about. The way they're just all exactly the same movie, just with different people at different points in it. But they could all be the same. You could interchange any single plot from any single one with the other and vice versa. And you could add in any characters and take them away as much as you want. And it could all still be exactly the same. And that's just what irks me. And it's the the rapidness of them coming out as well. To where you can't fucking catch your breath from the last one. It's like, oh, here's another one that's the same. It's like, yeah, I I just don't know what is driving people to go see these movies when you know what's going to happen. See, to me, giant CGI fight scenes are way less entertaining, especially when, again, they're all the same. It used to be, oh, there's one major blockbuster a year that does a thing like this. Maybe three, maybe five of various movies. But now there's seven Marvel movies a year, and they're all the same. And it just loses its luster. It was like uh, even with that Godzilla versus Kong movie. I wasn't, like, blown away by what I was seeing because... I've seen it a million times. I watch Superman destroy a city every time he's on screen. So it's like, oh, you're fighting in a city. Cool, but this is just an animated movie at this point. So, I don't know. I'm off. I've been off. You know, it's not like my position on the show was ever like, yeah, let's talk Marvel. But, I don't know. it. It's never going to stop. That's that's really what just bothers me the most. It's like, uh, if something would just change, that would be sick, but there's no reason for them to change anything. For whatever reason, they all get good critical reviews and they all make a fuck ton of money. So it's like, why would you ever pivot from that? They have no reason to. There's just zero artistry in any of them. I guess that's what it is. Because at least Sam Raimi took Spider-Man and did what he wanted to do with it. Like he made the best movies possible. Where they're like we know what works. Like how what algorithm can we look at to plug in whatever plot line we need here. That would be like it's like they're using analytics to make a movie instead of like you know <laughs> talent and art. Like you know, it's a movie for all the wrong reasons. It is just a giant commercial thing, and I don't know. I miss I miss when it had real soul in it. It's hard to say. It's hard to say if it's like, oh, did I just love this one when it was a kid, and that's why? But no, you put on Spider-Man Two right now, I will watch the shit out of that. That movie's fucking amazing. Great video games, well, unrivaled up until the new ones for PlayStation. You know what I mean? It's just uh it's a, it's a tricky place to be for me. Cuz I I just love Spider-Man. I just want good Spider-Man. You know? It's a shame that Spider-Verse is probably the best thing we're going to get until God knows when cuz it doesn't seem like this shit's going to end anytime soon. So, that's bleak. Don't plan on seeing it you know i read about what happens doesn't doesn't strike me as that interesting anyway um i don't know i here's what i would say if i had any say in this movie toby maguire and andrew garfield would each have to be in it for half of the movie at least at least Now, I'm not saying it should straight up just be a live action version of Spider-Verse with these characters or whatever. But that's more of the way that I would lean. Where like, oh, let's say the three of them have to fight a thing and go up against each other. Because ultimately, I, I guess the thing I just realized is... If it's always an Avengers universe and there's always another person from the Avengers, like, why aren't they always just helping you the whole time? You know what I mean? And It's hard to speak on when I haven't seen the movie, right? But, like, if there's a second main character who's also a superhero, I you know, it's just always pretty convenient to... That something would happen to where they would be preoccupied. To where they can't just help the entire movie. It's just silly. It's just silly. So I don't know. We're going to move on from that. Uh, On a much lighter note. On a smoother note. Should I say. Also literally with note. Wow. The way things work out sometimes are just incredible. Uh, I just want to share... With y'all, if you haven't, because you might not, and I can see why you wouldn't be interested, go watch the Kenny G doc on HBO Max. I watched it yesterday. Uh, It's excellent. Uh, You know, you probably know Kenny G just like I do for being, one, a punchline, and two, playing the sax. And that's pretty much all I knew. Now another generation... You know, if you were alive in the 80s and the 90s, I was only alive for five of those years and most of them I have no memory of, so we can just say I wasn't effectively. Uh, The guy was everywhere apparently, sold way more records than I ever would have guessed. I thought maybe he had like a couple sleeper ones, but for whatever reason, this guy just pushes out like platinum record after platinum record. And they basically just kind of go through his career like, yo, how'd you get started? How did you end up in this position to where you're like super well off and all this? And, uh... Basically, he had to fight his way to do what he wanted the whole time. And they were just trying to get him to play sax and have other people sing on these songs and call them his songs. Uh... And they were, like, marketing him with, like, silhouettes so people couldn't tell if he was black or white because they were pretty much marketing him to, like, black audiences. And he was making, like, R&B songs. And he was like, this isn't right. (laughs) You know, like, one, this isn't what I want to do. And two, like, people aren't going to be like, oh, I love Kenny G, the sax guy. Like, you know, you like a song for who sings it for the most part, but especially in those days. And so pretty much he just kind of did his own thing, kept grinding away and eventually played the song that you have definitely heard before by Kenny G on late night, uh, Johnny Carson. And that like changed everything forever. The song like went through the roof. They started like developing new radio stations. Uh, basically, Kenny G invented what you would know as smooth jazz and all of the fans that followed that's all thanks to him and i guess a lot of people hate it though they interviewed a ton of critics for this and critics just kind of ripped him apart but it was funny when like one critic would like talk shit about kenny g but he's sitting there wearing like a fedora on camera trying to act like he's really cool and relevant to music and it's like you're a fucking loser dude um and then uh just shit like that they just keep going back and forth kind of album by album throughout his career and they talk to kenny the whole time and he's like honestly a pretty cool dude now i'm not out here listening to no fucking kenny g you know that um but they briefly talk about him working on the kanye record which is awesome and how that came about and all of that was super cool and uh, that that was pretty much what I was most excited for. And ju- I will say the one thing, this is part of that Music Box series that Bill Simmons is doing, which is pretty much the 30 for 30 about music and it's on HBO. Uh, they did that one about Woodstock 99, which at, I talked about it on here, at certain points they like forced racism into the conversation and like forced wokeness onto it. Where, in some places, it was totally merited and, like, there were a lot of fucked up things going on that didn't need to get pointed out. But there were some where it's like, this isn't even on message with, like, the movie that I'm watching. You guys are, like, just digging here. They did that once in this where there's, like, Kenny G, if you were black, would you be where you are today? And then he was just like, uh, I guess not. Never thought about it. (laughs) They're like, Kenny G, are you racist for being famous? Like, you know what I mean? It was just such a stretch. Like, the idea that Kenny G was like, I'm going to play sax and become super, super wealthy. Because there's black people that also play sax. So I'll win because I'm not. It's just like, what? Yeah, he premeditated this whole thing to because he's racist. It's just like a silly It's just silly because also they give a ton of comparisons to like a bunch of other saxophonists whom like would not be making the type of music that he was making. And he was the only one trying to do it. So it's kind of just like, I don't know, just didn't just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's like you're going to ask him that in this thing about him? Like, I don't know. He was also. One of the first ten people to invest in Starbucks. So he's like half a billionaire or some crazy shit. It's funny. He just goes like, oh, yeah, so that was a good investment. And even the person interviewing just bursts out laughing. Like, that's an understatement. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're one of the first ten motherfuckers? damn. Could you imagine you put in $1,000 of Starbucks at the beginning? Ooh. It's that narrow bubble. Sorry. Absolutely crazy. But go watch the Kenny G doc. It was awesome. I was thoroughly entertained and surprised to say that, frankly. I mean, I knew that they wouldn't be putting it out if there wasn't some interesting things in there, for sure. But uh, it was good. I would watch it again, frankly. Because he is just like a very unique figure in general, where like, he's a musician that gets like no respect from anybody, but is somehow very popular at the same time. It's a very strange dynamic. So, I don't know. If you're into easy listening, you'll definitely be into this doc. But even if you're not, give it a shot. All right. Well, we're going to close here with everybody's favorite segment, Sports Corner, presented by nobody. (laughs) Uh, I just want to take the time to say... This is the worst gambling link I've ever had in my life. And now sports gambling has only been illegal in Illinois for a short period of time. So I haven't been doing it for very long. Other than like handshake cash bets every now and then. But let me tell you. As of right now, I'm recording this Monday afternoon. I am 0 for 12. 0 for 12 on bets. I had... I'm gonna go through these real quick. Patriots Colts over 46. Patriots plus two loss. Over 46. Patriots money line. Loss. Under 45 and a half. Patriots money line. Loss. Really had the Patriots in that one. Not good. Uh Saints Bucks. Had the Saints on the spread over 45 and a half. Nine total points were scored in that game. Packers-Ravens, over 44.5, had the Packers minus nine. One-point game. Titans-Steelers, under 43.5. Easy. Titans to win. Not great. I bet that twice. Oh, good. Glad I did that. Didn't even realize it. Good for me. <laughs> Jets, Dolphins, over 42. Nailed it. Point spread. Miami, 10 and a half. Did not happen. Houston, Jacksonville, over 39 and a half. Had the Jags. Thought they could win by a tutty. Urban Myers has gone. I'll blow out. Cowboys, Giants. Over 43-and-a-half. Cowboys 11-and-a-half. Did not hit that over. 27 points were scored in that game, I believe. Falcons took them plus 9 in the over. Didn't hit either of those. Bengals plus 3. Hit it. Not the over. Big mistake. Missed every single one. And uh, let's see. I have... Raiders, Cleveland, that still has to happen tonight. Got the over, Cleveland minus two and a half, probably won't hit that. Uh, I took the fucking Vikings, six and a half. The Bears will probably win the one time. (sighs) Over 44 also, probably won't hit either of those. Seahawks, Rams, over 45, Rams seven. We'll see. Football team. Over 42. Eagles minus six and a half. So those are the bets I have remaining. Four bets. We need to hit all of them. Uh, nope, not even to break even. I'd still lose about 50 bucks. <laughs> so, I don't bet big either. You know, most of these bets, they're like 10 to $20 each. And they would just pay out decent because I. that's why I parlay them. Uh, and, uh, That's a lesson on why you shouldn't, because you can get half of it on all of your games and lose, which is obvious. Uh, You just don't think that that would happen, and this week it has happened, and I'm on the verge of losing literally every single bet that I have. I have no faith on the ones that are remaining, and uh, it's been rough. It's been rough. My futures aren't looking great because the Chargers lost to the Chiefs. If the Browns can fucking win tonight, they'll be in good shape. Up, just pulled up ESPN it's the second quarter they are already losing by seven did not realize that uh needless to say what a crazy NFL season it has been there are what two games left three right I forgot that it's a 17 game season again and uh every race is still tight the Chiefs are probably going to win their division Dallas is good Green Bay is obviously good, eh. and Tampa is probably good. But the rest of the divisions are kind of still up for grabs. Indy Tennessee, the entire AFC North, Um, I think the Patriots will beat out the Bills. But we'll see, because that will fuck up yet another future for me if they don't. But I don't know. I, I still don't know what, what to pick for who at this point. I am kind of thinking maybe the Rams are legit. Because uh, now the Cardinals have been struggling. They just lost to the Lions. DeAndre Hopkins is out. The Rams are kind of rounding into form while the Cards are kind of on their way down. Also, another future I have is the Rams to win. So that would be great if they can pull off the division there. Uh, Tampa, they just lost Chris Godwin for the year, but Antonio Brown's going to be back. So I don't know. I mean, it's Brady in the playoffs. So that could always easily happen and then Dallas's D looks legit but I don't know you just think like is Dallas gonna win the Super Bowl that just doesn't seem like a Dallas thing to do <laughs> so I don't know I just don't trust them for really that reason and if anything their offense is like underwhelming which everybody is saying like you know are they in a slump or whatever but ultimately i guess it doesn't matter if the defense is going to play this well they don't have to be lighting shit up uh but you just don't know if that d's going to pop in and like permanently um the chargers again they they're just fucking up if they would have just kicked one of those goddamn field goals i mean the the argument of like Either go for it every time or don't go for it every time is stupid. Like Situations have to matter. If it's end of the half and they're not going to get the ball back, and I believe the Chargers were getting the kickoff after half, and even if they weren't, get the three. I get it. If you do get the touchdown, that's huge, but that's a gamble that you should not take because you're not giving a possession away. So just take the points. Just take the fucking points. God damn it. Those fucking morons. And the same thing with the Ravens, but I'm glad because I don't like the Ravens. It's just like this argument of like, go for two because like, because what? Right? The whole argument, the first one was we don't have corners. Their corners went down, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. You're playing the Steelers. Okay, you think they're really going to throw it all over you regardless, get some pressure? But also, you don't know how the—it's determined by a coin toss. So regardless, you don't know. You could easily just win the coin toss and go down the field, score a touchdown, win the game. could be over. Like, you're like, oh, I'm going to go for two because, like, we're just going to win, and then you don't get it, and it's—at least the other one was for a tie to go to OT, wasn't it? Or did they just lose in regulation? Hang on. I'm going to check real quick. Okay, no, yeah, they lost that one in regulation as well. Jesus. I thought they were maybe going for two. That doesn't add up. Whatever I'm saying doesn't make sense. So I'm sorry. That was a stupid thing by me. Uh, Yeah, either one I don't agree with. The Steelers won maybe more so because of the circumstances in those. But you have a backup QB here. I don't know. If your thing is like we're bound to get one of these twos to win the game, wouldn't you also be bound to win a game in overtime? I don't know. Obviously, you look great if you get it and you win the game and everybody wants to do that, but it's just like just doesn't seem that realistic. So, I don't know. Not a big not a big John Harbaugh guy. I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy. You all know that. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I really wanted to say. I just wanted to point out what a terrible week I've had gambling, and it's probably going to continue tonight and tomorrow, Uh, which kind of just makes it an even worse beat to suffer through because now it's three days' worth instead of just one. So isn't that fun for me? Let's hope I win some goddamn money back. I probably will not. Thank you all for tuning in again. Or if it was your first time Hope you liked it This was a fun one Uh Murray Krimbus Kwanzaa Do we pretend that black people celebrate Kwanzaa still? Or is that a Did we get rid of Kwanzaa? Is Kwanzaa still real? Whatever Shout out to my Kwanzaa people regardless (laughs) Uh And yeah I'll be back next week anyway Might uh might take a week off after New Year's. We'll see, we'll see how that weekend goes. Might be a little crazy. But I'll be back next week. Probably with a shorter one. I don't know. I'm not going to fucking call anything out. I'm over here trying to call things out like I know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. So we'll just see what happens. How's that sound? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get you out of here now. Thanks for tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe. Again, all the extra stuff. All the various arts, the musics, the visuals, the other pod, the merch, everything linked in the description below. Please check it out. Again, rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Requiem for Tuesday. I am Adam Pecora. And I just want you to remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.